Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Can I, do you want me to jump in or do you want to do it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the X-Men Roundtable. It's me, Dustin, Peter, Stewart, Larry, and Jason. We have a full group here today. and We are excited about that. Um, we are just in between the holidays, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we're just so grateful that you joined us today. Um, we were just talking about um, signs and interesting things that you ask for in the world and in the universe, and then... Um, it, Larry was telling us a story that he asked the universe for something and then he saw something that happened and he's trying to like put it all together. Yeah, let, let, yeah. let me fill up. Fill yeah, go ahead. Else. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, one of my uh, morning walks, I, I took, you know, in the park, I'm, you know, I want things to happen in my life, certain things to happen, financial and, and, uh, you know, clients and stuff like that. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, I'm talking out loud to the universe. And I'm like, this is what I want. You know, come on, show me a sign that you've received the message, and you know, and I know you're listening. And in a in a couple minutes, oh, I would say it was uh, ten feet in front of me and ten feet above a hawk carrying a squirrel, a dead squirrel, you know, off to eat. So I'm like, okay, so am I the <laughs> am I the hawk or am I the squirrel? <laughs> And I joked, and I joked with you last uh, week. Then, could have been more specific about what you were looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, but, but few, then what happened? Yeah, then what happened? A few days later, it might have actually been on Thanksgiving uh, on my walk, and and I said, okay, I'm going to be specific. You know, I want such amount of money by this date. I I want so many clients. I you know other things um, by Friday. Da, 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 da. and I'm going to get out of my way and uh, meet you halfway and uh, show me a sign. And within a couple of minutes, maybe it was the same hawk. I don't know, but no squirrel. So, yeah. So that I kind of, a, yeah. Well, yeah. So, so on, uh, on, the th on the first, on the first round, you yeah. saw a squirrel. Yeah. Now squirrels, squirrels, plant seeds they bury they bury acorns and stuff like that yeah but they don't remember where they all are so they end up actually planting trees ah. so they're, ah. they're planting acorns that grow into trees now how many times have you done something in your life that you think has had no effect mm. but it could be that you've planted a seed that's going to grow so and maybe that's the mythology of the squirrel. It could be. Uh, and that squirrel is going to be nourishing the hawk, too. Nourishing the hawk. And the hawk is saying, enough of the planting now. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, uh, and then, oh, so another thing I was thinking about, uh, in a, as far as symbology goes, I almost never have dreams. But I have this one dream 
couple months ago uh, where I was I was holding or like uh, holding a, a crow yeah, hmm. and it's 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 claw, you know it's talons were up against me we we're just kind of looking at each other and like hmm. what in the hell was that yeah so I look up on Google you know symbology of crows crows are very uh, they're, they're a, a symbol for wisdom hmm. like yeah I can work with that so oh and and um and seeing into the future or something like that so, yeah and portent yeah. like, they bring in messages as well aren't they yeah and then and then too getting back to the hawk I mean, hawks, you know, these similar eagles, but so somewhat majestic when they're flying, they can soar without having to flap their wings when there's uh, different winds and, and whatnot up there. And their vision is incredible. Mm. So to mm. me, it symbolizes vision for what you want. And I mean, it probably saw the squirrel, who knows from how far away, right? But it's interesting, my sister, who considers herself fairly spiritual and there's all sorts of different stories that would suggest that she is somewhat spiritual but she believes to this day that a red-tailed hawk is our brother chris mm. a cardinal is our dad i don't know what her mom is but it's um Emu. it's amazing to me how many times through the years the last 18 plus years now i'll be thinking about my brother and there's a red-tailed hawk. Mm, mm. Interesting. It's amazing. Also, that hawk gets a gets sight of a bigger picture, right? Mm -hmm. It can see right. the, the, the ten thousand foot view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, mm. yeah. But how are you putting this all together, Larry? Um, don't know yet. I don't think the I've seen the end of the story yet. Well, we have we have two more contestants to give their views. <laughs> Jason, I'll let you go first. Measure number one. Um, yeah, I, I um I find this really um kind of intriguing. Sometimes I always thought this was kind of just I thought it's just myth. I think it's just we found a symbol that aligns with some kind of a noble aspect of our human nature, wisdom, um, love, comfort um good works and i just think we ascribe symbols to that um and there's other things that you know biblically i've i've learned that i've been told um about signs and wonders and visions and dreams i've run into people that have told me things about myself first meeting with them that there's no way they could know my backstory yet within a brief conversation they're telling me not names and dates and places but they're telling me aspects of my recent 10 years with accuracy that hmm. scary and i've had some dreams i had a dream of somebody cheating on me which happened and the the, the aspects of the locations where it happened was revealed in a dream i came across a car accident the the remnants of it and for some reason, my mind said, call so-and-so and see how his wife is doing. And I wonder if some of those things are our subconscious, which is our filters, which is our, uh, the runs, uh, our, our, um, 
how we do things is with our conscious and, and why we do it is with our subconscious. And I think sometimes what our conscious mind perceives when we see something, we may have a problem in front of us and we're trying to solve it, looking for an answer. And there's something in the imagery that we experience or our surroundings that may present a prompt to our subconscious to go, yeah, be like the squirrel. Just just plant seeds. Just just keep at it. Um, maybe I picked up things about that crash scene that led me to believe time, date, a certain coffee mug, um, an, an article that was on the side of the road that made me put together a piece of a puzzle subconsciously that registered in my conscious that call so-and-so. Maybe my mind picked up on things that my conscious was completely clueless of that let me dream about somebody cheating on me. It put the pieces of puzzle together. Even last night, I was upset about something in my mind. Something was racing. Something was keeping me up. And I knew that it was fear-based. I know it was insecurities at play because I was, wasn't getting the communication from somebody on something personal that I was wanting feedback from. And in the morning, I came to the conclusion of why I was so, why I was experiencing that fear. And is it my mind allowing my subconscious time to work, to pull things together that presents the idea to my conscious? Sometimes I believe it's that. And, and, and I'm sure that I, I would want to believe there's a spiritual component because that's part of my life, that there's something that ushers the ushers those things in, in a magical way. And you think of the universe, you think of God, think of some, something mysterious, something bigger than myself, to be kind of put it simply, is ushering in those signs and symbols, knowing that my conscious mind is too busy to figure it out or won't figure it out. But the subconscious, the filters are all at work the filters, the beliefs, the memories, all that are at work. And they present something for my conscious to go, huh, every time this happens in my life, I tend to see this. And this has always been an indication to go that way or this way. I've got a friend that when he sees, when he finds um, um, needles on the ground, um, um, uh, evergreen needles on the ground, and they're, they're, they're brown, it's and he's going through a certain ask something in his life, some kind of thought process. It means something to him very deep. I wouldn't mm -hmm. ascribe um, evergreen needles to mean anything other than duff. If he sees a doe with big brown eyes, a deer, at a certain time, it means something to him. But I think, I think maybe those are maybe prompts for us to. Um, to think a certain way or to lead us in a certain direction or to remind us of something that we know is true to true to ourselves. We know needs to be revealed or a direction we need to go. But I, I do believe in a mystery of it all, how it's brought into our big um, radar dish, our big antenna where we can receive it. And so we can kind of get it filtered down to give us some kind of a direction. So how's that? Good. That's phenomenal. I like it. <clears throat> I like it. I, I so um, for me, the overall of this is a um, an awareness of an awareness, right? Like, mm -hmm. and 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 a desire to understand how we fit into something bigger in the realm of divorce. Since we're divorced guys, and this is kind of our entry 
<laughs> into this is like, why did this happen? Or what do I do now? Or looking for a sense of meaning and purpose and direction, right? Like that's the thing that we all kind of want. And and are when you feel lost, you're like, well, Lord, help me, you know, tell me what to do next. What do I do? Where where do I go? You know, when you don't know. So you you do reach out spiritually, astrally, whatever you do to figure out like, you know, later you ask for a sign. You ask for a sign and that's what you got. You got something. And then it's up to each of us individually to kind of interpret what that means for each of us. So like a, a pine needle, like you said, it, it's something intrinsic to each of us individually. You know, a, a red-tailed hawk for your brother, Peter. Um, um, Arsenal winning foot in football for you, Stuart. You know, whatever it is. But um, the point is, is that I, it's not so much necessarily, I think, about the specific sign or if it's like, you know, angel numbers that you hear about, you know, whatever it is, it's about what it means to you. And then how are you going to apply yourself towards that goal or towards that mm. thing that you want in or trying to figure out in your life? You know, um, so it's, it is a call to action for you to do something, right? And it's not necessarily... It is the universe telling you to do something in a certain kind of way, I think. Um, but then it is that it does come fall back upon you. It's incumbent upon you as an individual, as a person who's asking for the asking for the answer to execute whatever it is that you need to do. Like, all right, well, I noticed then that there's a hawk there carrying a squirrel. Now it's my job to figure out how do I fit into what that is that I saw, or if there's you know um, a dream that I had. Like you said, like I do, I get that all the way. What does that mean? What does it mean? What do I need to do about that? Um, and I think the operative word there would be do. You know, you have to take the next step to be, to, to do something and make yourself better or um, solve that riddle in your mind because that's what it is. It's just a riddle that you have to kind of understand. Um, you know, I ask for stuff all the time. I, I It's interesting for me, like I always look for... Um, like I go on YouTube if I'm feeling a certain kind of way and I'll I'll search something up. I'll just type in something like if I'm feeling a like just or something, I'll just go on like anything and I'll just look around and see something and it'll resonate with me. And I'm like, that's what I needed to hear and see today. You know, and it wasn't even something that I put out in the world audibly or said out loud. It was just something I thought and then it showed up in my life, right? And and that's happening, but that's also the reticular activating system that we always talk about too. You know, the things that you think about are the things that show up. And that's a whole nother conversation of law of attraction and those kinds of things, which we always kind of touch on, but we never have really dealt in, you know, delved into that conversation. But it's a real thing. And um, you know, vibrations are real and and you know, the law of attraction is when you when you match when you match the vibration of the thing that you want, it comes up and shows up in your life, right? So I'm getting off track a little bit, but that's kind of what this is. It's like the the universe showing you what you need to do to match the vibration of the thing that you want. And then it's up to us to try to find out how to get to that vibration level, right? So um, so that's my thought on all of this. I mean, these messages are great. The messages are just that though. They're messages. But you know, if you get handed a message, just reading the message doesn't help you do the thing or get the thing done. You actually have to go out and do something about the whatever that message is telling you to do, you know? So that that's my takeaway from all of this conversation is that, um, and it's fun. I love all of this stuff. I do love like, you know, the trying to figure it all out and understanding 
the quote mysteries of the universe and how we fit into it all. But, you know, and then making that discovery is an interesting piece of that because it's so gratifying. You're like, okay, thank you. I am part of something bigger. I am um, uh, going to take that next step and it's going to make me grow in that direction. So those are things that are always nice and fun. And then you get to share those experiences with other people and kind of inspire other people through that stuff. Like, you know what happened to me? I had this thing happen and this, you know, whatever. It's really exciting to talk about, you know, I think. Um, so it keeps us all kind of going, I believe. So anyway, that's that's my thinking on all of this. So it's great. I love it. You've heard all four contestants, Larry. <laughs> I, I choose bachelor number three. <laughs> Is there a number behind me? I don't know. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so much. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, going, let's turn it down a minute and, and, and let's, Let's just take it back to the divorce thing, right? So, um, you know, when the divorce happens, let's say, you know, and you're like, what what now? What did I, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm trying to remember if there were any kind of signs or any kind of like things that popped up for me. And I think you're, oh, this, so this is an important thing. I think when you're in the middle of all that stuff and that trauma and that conflict and that all this stuff, it's hard to be able to think about looking for things like this, right? You mm -hmm. don't think about it. You're thinking more practicality or, and, and, um, you know, how am I going to, how am I going to, I got to find a place to live. I got to, you know, separate our, our finances. I got to, um, you know, whatever, talk to the attorney, whatever the things are that are involved with a, with the divorce. So this talk of spirituality and messaging and whatever kind of falls away pretty quickly because you don't give a shit about that, right? You're like, I don't care. That's not what I'm thinking about right now. But when when the water is calm and you have time to come back and contemplate things and go, and figure out what you need to do next, I think that's when you have the time mm -hmm. to ask the, ask the question. And I think for me, it's about taking the time to slow yourself down and ask the question, what should I do next? And kind of surrender to it a little bit because mm -hmm. um, that's a big part of this is being open-minded about possibility, right? Like you have to, I think we as men, you know, we want to kind of ramrod things and like handle things and whatever, and just kind of pull through the China shop. But sometimes you have to like take a step and like that pause that we always talk about. And in that pause, you really have to think, what's what's this about what do i need to do you know um so taking it down and slowing things down and making observations about how you fit into it all is an important part of all of that you know yeah um a, a big thing a big theme in, in my life especially this year is that there's a gift and opportunity and everything and in divorce mm -hmm. you know divorce can be all all consuming uh, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, if you take a take a breath, take a step back. Uh, there, yeah, maybe the gift of the of the divorce is the divorce itself. You know, getting out of that relationship that's not not working. But then there's the opportunity, or more, well, more than one. Uh, you know, 
gosh, you know, you, you get so focused on the, the here and now in terms of the divorce because there's so many moving parts. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's always, you know, and it can be a source of fatalistic uh, thoughts also. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't have to be. What do you mean by that? Tell me about oh, what does that mean? The fatalistic thoughts? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I'm a failure, you know, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to do now? You know, we're, you know, for a while there, I thought I was going to be living under a bridge. Um, yeah. So if you can embrace the idea that there's an opportunity out there, not even specifically knowing what it is, just open yourself to the possibility that, that there is one, I think makes the whole ride through divorce you know, it takes the rough edges off a little bit hmm. well divorce is a big reset button in everybody's life right yeah and if divorce happened because something went wrong um either on either side on or with both contributing to the, the fall of the marriage and i think for a divorce going through that you're right especially as men we we want to fix things we want to move on we want to um we we inherently just want to move move on we don't want to deal with the emotions we necessarily we just want to move on inherently say it said three times so i think that's a pretty powerful word um but truly is a good time to like you guys all said is it's a <clears throat> it's a time to be reflective and and do um intuition to um look at what what's going on and try and slow life down a little bit, even though it's busy and it's hectic going on around us. So many responsibilities is to really listen to and key on, on those signs and symbols that we see in life. that mean something to us and ask, what does that mean to me right now? What's, what's showing up What am, and, and get more trusting of our intuitions. Cause we realize something went wrong either with with me or the other person or contributing to the marriage. And now is my opportunity to listen all the more to my own, what have I denied in myself that contributed to the fall of the marriage? What did I, what did I do wrong, blatantly wrong that contributed? And now it's a time to listen to our surroundings, pay attention to our experiences and see what, what, what's to be more intuitive of it and, and to be a learner. Like um, Dustin had said in so many ways is, and, and Larry just said was look for the opportunities that are presenting themselves instead of just being blind to them and think we just have to keep our nose to the grindstone and deny our feelings and press on. And this is an opportunity to, to reset and to grow and to learn and to let something die that's meant to die, which is um the old self the the old way of doing things that didn't work for us and now it's a time for a rebirth of sorts mm -hmm. and in that process we may see something that means something just we have no idea but it inspires us so we ask ourselves what does that mean what, what does that mean to me right now that that's the thing that's showing up in my life over and over again and it, it is sounds a little woo-woo to use that term but but really it's not. It's just our mind trying to make sense of what's going on. And we recognize there's a maybe a better way. Maybe there's some opportunities we didn't explore before. And that we owe ourselves in terms of growth to to, to lean into that, like you guys have all said. That's what I'm what I'm picking up. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm reading a 
a book um, by a woman named Jamie Kern Lima. Mm-hmm. Yep. Started it cosmetics in her mm-hmm. apartment, grew it into the one of the world's largest cosmetics company. Um, I mean, basically written for women, but there's a heck of a lot any of us can learn from it. But one of the quotes from it that's really impacted me the most, I think has a lot to do sort of what we're saying, the signs, uh, opportunity to learn. Quote, we have the power to decide where our focus and energy go. And we need to choose it carefully because something else will give when we make this choice. Mm. So I think all of us have, whether we see a sign or I know for me, when I find myself down in the dumps because I'm bummed out about something, something, things aren't going the way I want, I'm overwhelmed, whatever it is, when I choose to continue that focus, that's totally where my energy goes and it just sucks me down the hole. So predetermining what we're going to focus on is going to totally ramp up our energy and make a difference and change what happens. I totally believe that. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. We we can set the course of how we're going to think about the day instead of allowing the day to dictate how we're going to mm. think of it. Totally. Yeah, it's huge. Thank you. I think um, the, <clears throat> the things that you were saying earlier, Jason, uh, I agree with a lot of that. Like there's like our conscious mind is the desktop, but you've got the 99% of the computer is, is behind, isn't it? It's all mm-hmm. back here somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when something doesn't quite go right with the computer, generally we'll get somebody who's an expert in code to come and figure it out. <clears throat> Likewise in life, we get a therapist because that's like they tinker with the code in the back. Mm-hmm. The code is constantly taking in the messages. It's taking in the landscape. It's taking in the tonality. It's taking in the movement. It's taking in everything. The feels, the smells, the sounds, everything. But it's only giving us a tiny, tiny piece of it because it's it would just absolutely overwhelm our conscious mind. And our conscious mind is just like in charge of the torch that we're going to shine a light on next, right? That's all it's doing. It's like, oh, look at this thing now. And every now and again, like you were saying earlier, Jason, uh, the conscious mind notices something for some reason. Maybe it's dangerous or maybe it's something that we've shown an interest in before or something like that. And every now and again, you'll just get a little spike and it goes, hey, take notice of this thing. There's something's happened just now and you've missed it. I'm just letting you know. And you go, mm-hmm. what was that? And it's like a little hunch or a little bit of intuition comes through. Clue. Yeah. Where'd that come from? But yeah. it's, well, I'm pretty convinced, pretty convinced that that is all coming from the back. And so like you were saying, Peter, there as well, about what you're focusing on, where you're shining that torch, that torch, that beam of your consciousness um, will have your day play out in a particular way. If you want to shine it on all the horrible things, you're probably going to feel bad. If you want to move it over to some of the good things, you know, like shine it on your children or shine it on, I don't know, your football team, whatever it is, just shine it on something that lifts you. You're going to give yourself a chance to think your way through the day better and give yourself the chance to listen to those little spikes, those little messages that your subconscious is going to chuck forward from time to time. Squirrel, hawk, etc. Um, and, and, it, and it's going to, because it acts in pictures and 
stuff. It's throwing things in, in, in a symbolic way. And so our job is to go, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Or does it mean anything? Why have I noticed that? It's a bit like coincidences, isn't it? People go, oh, my God, I just bought this car. Now I'm seeing them everywhere. It's really weird, you know. You shone your torch on that car. And so your reticular activating, <coughs> Dustin, is going, no, they, that's obviously an important thing. Everybody mm-hmm. in the back here, take notice. That's important. Tell him about it when, he, when we see one. Hey, there's another one of those cars, mate. Don't know why you find it important, but we're telling you. And that's happening all the time. I think it's important too to, I think, okay, so a lot of times what happens is you start asking other people, like, what is it, what do you think this means? You know, mm. what do you think? And they'll tell you what they think it means for them, but it doesn't mean that that's not necessarily what it means for you. But, you know, you ask other people, yeah, what they think. And then you're like, okay. And then you can take that information. And the word I was going to use was discernment, right? Mm. Like you get to choose the things and the meanings that, that work for you and that resonate with each of us individually. So, um, you still are picking through the things that you want it to mean, right? You want it to mean something. And so um, when you find the thing that you're trying it for it to mean, <laughs> then then you'll go, all right, that's what I mean. That's what I wanted it to mean, right? Like, not that it's a bad thing or a, a good thing. It's just, that's what I wanted it to mean. That's what I think it means. Um that's the part that's the thing that will complete this this riddle for me is if it means that um that's not to say that there are some things that don't that happen that are completely inexplainable like you know like the thing that you were talking about with intuition jason when you're like i should call that person like there is a thing about that where you're like okay (laughs) what was that you know like Mm. what the hell was that you know and you have to like uh surrender to that and go i i'm compelled to do a certain thing for reasons i don't understand mm-hmm. right and then just like i said before surrender to it and go with it and see what happens you know f around and find out a little bit you know and see what happens um and i'll bet if you came into it with an open mind and you know with um kind of a an attitude of curiosity and discovery, you'd be pretty surprised about mm. how it all kind of worked out. You know, I think we all want to white knuckle things too to mean a certain thing. Oh, mm. you know, that butterfly meant, you know, whatever. And you're like, well, maybe, maybe it's just a butterfly, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, but we, we are searching for meaning in things. And mm. especially after a divorce, we definitely want to understand you know what what the hell man what what was that you know what what just happened and where do i go now and how do i fit in and you know what does this mean for my children and you know give me a sign you know give me a sign ask for help that's a big part of it that i think we haven't talked about is asking the asking for help the asking for guidance you know surrendering to that kind of thing and saying i i kind of would like some direction because i feel a little bit lost here um being able to do that and and as men is difficult, I think, you know, especially when you're talking, unless you're like really religious or, you know, or part of your church or whatever, but being able to ask anyone for help is a big step in the direction of, of improving and growing. And, um, and, and it doesn't have, it can be a person or it can be nature, you know, 
just getting outside and just like taking it in and and noticing what's around you too. And you'll find meaning in things. You'll find clarity, Peter, <laughs> in the things that are in the world. You know, and you're like, okay, like you look for things. You look for you look for things and you find them. You know, so yeah, well, yeah. You know, asking others for help means you have to be vulnerable. Yeah, and and guys think being vulnerable is a weakness. Mm -hmm. and to me, it's anything but a weakness. It's one of the greatest strengths any of us can have. Um, but a question, I'm coming full circle back to the quote I shared. And uh, she, Jamie Kern Lima, asked herself a question every morning. How am I going to use my power today? Hmm. And to me, you can say that in a prayer. If you have faith, you can put out in the universe. You can ask yourself, reflect on it, think about it. Okay, here's how I'm going to channel my power today. Of course, you might need to figure out a little reflection on what your power is. Um, but I think most of us would know what a couple of our main powers are. And we can develop new powers as you know, we go through life and especially going through the challenges. Hmm. But uh, I actually wrote that down for something. I'm going to be starting off every, every day. Once I sit down right here, it's going to be, how am I going to use my power today? Boom. Hmm. I need to get this done, this done. What's the power I need <clears throat> to achieve that? And we know that the how question is a good one to get your subconscious mind again to go searching for answers for you because mm. it's one of its jobs, right? Find, mm -hmm. find meaning, find answers. Let's figure this world out, keep ourselves alive, keep this meat thing alive for long enough. Um, <laughs> so if we ask what, <laughs> way to bring it back to the Neanderthal speak. That's awesome. Yeah. Me, me think. Me, yeah. me want meaning. Me wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, hey, it's already eleven thirty, guys. I mean, we've we we. This is what we do. This is our thing. We we start a thing, and then we're like, we start rolling, and we just kind of go. But um, should we wrap this one up and like just kind of? Did we wrap it up already, or are we gonna? Do you have any final thoughts on all of this? I mean. Uh, I'll just say one thing in, in, in 10 seconds is, um, as, a, as kind of a overview is just enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the things that are around you and look for things that, you know, might not be, you know, expect the unexpected or look for things that might not, you know, obviously be obvious to you in terms of like messaging or things like that. Just, if it's something that you notice and you're like, why did I just notice that? What is that about? You know, just ask the question. Ask the question. That's my thing. Ask the question. What is this about? What does it mean? I would say do your best because because if you're a divorced guy or even a divorced woman at the moment, it's what, like we said at the beginning, it's really tough. It's unbelievably emotional. Your amygdala is going off 24-7. It's hard to think rationally. But if you're going to take anything away from some things that we've said today, maybe one of them is to do your best to keep thinking positively forwards find positive meanings for things because it's so easy to find the negative meanings but you're just like peter said you're just you'll just spiral downwards mm -hmm. agreed and uh and there <clears throat> there's like a gift and opportunity and everything even when it looks like it's impossible Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. I'd simply say you know, work on uh, your on having heightened awareness of yourself, of others, of, of your environment, of what's going on, and use that 
to channel your focus, which creates the energy. Hmm. Hmm. I like the uh, the sentiment that um, we we ascribe meaning to everything. The question we need to ask ourselves is what meaning are we finding in what's going on? What meaning are we giving it? And to let it, cir- let it circle in our minds, not let our emotions overrun us, especially when we're going through divorce. But what meaning are we giving to something? And what, what opportunities is it leading us to? 100%. 100%. Well, thank you guys. I think, um, I don't know. I think we're done. <laughs> Stick a fork in it. Yeah. Well, um, if you guys have any questions, anyone who's listening to this or, you know, you have something that like showed up in your life and you're like, what the heck was that? You know, like ask us, you know, or, you know, ask somebody or throw something out. Or if you want to hear something about something or you want to hear us talk about a specific thing, please let us know. We're trying to be like, you know, a big deal here in the podcast world is for divorced men groups. I think we're, we're up there, you know? So, um, so reach out to us if you have any questions or need anything. We are here to support you if you need it and, uh, you know, offer any kind of, uh, you know, insight that we can. But anyway, for the, fo- for the four of the gentlemen here with me and myself, I thank you again for joining us here at the X-Men Roundtable. We will see you next time and uh, go forth and uh, be great. All right, guys. Thanks. See you guys. Yeah. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.